When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining me on this. Well, if you're watching, listening live, a pretty mild December 10th night in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, but if you're if you're listening to me after the fact, I hope it's pretty mild still where you are. We don't have too many days left, I guess, unless you're living in a tropical climate or California, Florida, one of those kind of places, but winter is almost upon us. So the holidays are almost upon us. I hope you all are having a good night or a good day or a good morning, wherever you may be listening to this show. And before I continue, speaking of which, I would like to ask you to please like and subscribe behind the Still curtains YouTube channel where we bring you live shows each and every day at night. Shows like this, The Hangover, The Scobro Show, Know Your Enemy, Previews, Post Game, Touchdown Under. Uh, and we're also live on Facebook with all those shows. If you're watching me on Facebook right now, hello. Probably, probably, uh, used to seeing me every Friday night. And that's the thing about our shows. We're also pretty consistent each and every week. We're, we're here with our live shows at the same time, just about the same time of the, of the day and week. It's been a little bit different this week because the Steelers played on Thursday night football. More on that in a bit. But if you can't catch those shows live, those podcasts live, you can catch them after the fact on any audio platform of your choosing. Uh, there's usually two parts, so please download part one and part two. We certainly appreciate it. And we also have a, uh, a family, a host of, of audio-only shows, ex- exclusive audio-only shows that are, that are recorded, and then they are produced and published for your liking. And you can also catch those on any audio platform. So please check our, our platform out. To me, it's the greatest Steelers podcasting platform on the internet. Um, and also please like, not like, please check out behind still curtain, the website, we bring you news, uh, commentary, film breakdown, any transactions, anytime there's breaking news. I just said that 
we're there to bring it to you. It's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. So let's see who we have in the live chat. And we have Jerry Devil, number one. First one in again, Steelers Pittsburgh, George Teston, Just Me, Devin Logan, Sixburg, Ivor. Uh, I can't say that word. It's too. Jesus, Clarence Washington, Wes Hickok, Raise Your Horns. I bet you you're a, a Texas Longhorns fan. So welcome, everybody, to the live chat. And what are we here to talk about tonight? We're here to talk about those Steelers. And uh, they did it to us again on Thursday night against the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. They forgot to show up for nearly three quarters, 29-0. And they mounted a furious comeback, kind of like they did in L.A. a couple weeks earlier. And we're within one play, really, of having a chance to tie the game with a two-point try. But it wasn't meant to be. It was too close. It was close, but no cigar. And the Steelers are now 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. And quite frankly, uh, when you're talking about that game, I echo the sentiments of a lot of people. You know, I was listening to, to some radio people on Friday morning, and, you know, you're reading some, peop- some people on the Internet, on social media, talking about the, you know, how, how they fought back and, how that was great that they hung in there, but I'm sorry. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this, uh, this story with them. You know, they did the same thing two weeks earlier, as I, as I alluded to just a moment ago in LA down 27, 10 heading into the fourth quarter. And they came all the way back and actually took the lead in that game before, before giving up the uh, go ahead touchdown or game winning touchdown in the final minute or so. Um, so, you know, at this point in the year, what I expect from the Steelers, you know, at coming off of the, the Ravens victory on uh, last Sunday at Heinz Field, the very exciting Ravens victory that had all of us uh, pretty optimistic. I was expecting Pittsburgh to go into Minnesota and win that game, honestly, because the only way you're getting into the playoffs if you're the Steelers is, is the stack wins. I mean, that's a lot of teams in the AFC, it's so, it's so tight. It's so close that these, uh, you know, you're going to have to put, put together a lot of wins down the stretch to get in. And quite frankly, I don't think the Steelers at this point have what it takes to, to put together at this point, uh, a four game winning streak to make it to the playoffs, which is probably going to take winning out to get in, to get in at this point. Uh, was it Troy Aikman? I think it was Troy Aikman. Maybe it was Tony, no, it was Tony Romo last Sunday. Uh, he was pretty emphatic about the Steelers needing ten wins to get in, and he's probably right. And I just don't see how this team can do that because it, it, it's just not a consistent football team, as the title suggests. It's certainly not consistent on offense. I mean, how many weeks in a row now have they come out? I, I hate to say flat because nobody knows if you're you know, what, what they're feeling inside, what their motivations are, you know, how hyped up they are. I'm sure they're ready to play, but how many weeks in a row now have they come out as an offense, just totally ineffective and doing nothing uh, over the first half, first few quarters before turning it on at the end, if they even do turn it on. 
And I get the feeling a lot of the turning it on at the end has to do with Ben Roethlisberger and his uh, taking over the offense, calling plays in the dirt, however you want to put it. And to me, that that speaks volumes about, I hate to say preparation, but maybe you have to say preparation. I mean, if you come out week in and week out uh, with a game plan that is totally ineffective and seemingly predictable, uh, and, and, and you're not putting up any points, uh, you're constantly falling behind because of, of your ineffectiveness on offense, mostly, I think. What does that say? What does that say about Matt Canna? What does that say about Mike Tomlin and these coaches and, and, and the plays that they're trying to design, you know, for opposing defenses to, to, to move the ball and to score on opposing defenses. So yeah, the line is, the line is struggling. It's young and it's, it's up and down, you know, sometimes in the same game, but certainly week to week. However, you know, they seem to be able to, Again, with, with with some exceptions like the the Bengals game, which they were just they totally didn't show up for that game at all. But uh, they're able to, to 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 put get it together as at an as an offense in the last fifteen or twenty minutes of, of of game time. So, what's missing in the beginning of these games? That's what I'd like to know. And it's so frustrating to watch and, and to see it take place each and every week. You know, even in games that they win, the offense is just so stale and dull and and just awful at the beginning of games. Actually, you know, sometimes look at if you look at um, the Ravens game last week. You know, they, it took them to the fourth quarter to score a touchdown. Like week in and week out, it takes them two or three quarters to even uh, resemble a, a professional offense. Uh, as for the defense, you know, it's Mike Tomlin said it best. They're just getting their butts whipped at the line of scrimmage uh, week after week after week. And, you know, you know, we keep talking about stuff on to it and Tyson Alou and it's, their absences are obvious and, you know, for as much money as TJ Watt gets, uh, Tyson Alulu, I mean, he deserves a, a, a huge raise if he plays football again for this team next year, because I never thought that they would miss him as much as, as they have. And they clearly do. And we saw it last night, Dalvin Cook, 27 carries for 205 yards. And yes, they made adjustments at halftime. They they held Cook in check for the most part in the, in the second half. But what about that first half? Why were the Vikings, like the Lions, um, the Bengals, uh, the Seahawks, why were they able to come out and just run the ball? Uh, on Actually, the, the Seahawks... Uh, made adjustments in their game and they, they, they gouged the Steelers on the ground in the second half of that game. The Steelers won, was that the overtime game? But anyway, why, why can't they, you know, there's only so many ways you can, you can, you can block 
for the run to, to run the ball if you're an NFL offense. So I'm sure the Steelers have seen everything. So why do they need to make why do, do they need to continue to make halftime adjustments on defense? Why aren't they prepared for it? Because obviously they did. They, yeah, they're down to it. They're down uh, Alu Alu. Bush is inconsistent. Schobert was benched in favor of the rookie buddy Johnson. But why were they able to adjust uh, all these young guys, you know, like Isaiah, you know, not Isaiah Bugsy wasn't in there, but guys like Henry Mundo, why were they able to, to get off their blocks, as Cam Hayward said in the press conference, the post game, why were they able to get off their blocks in the second half, but not the first half? Why weren't they prepared for this? Because they knew the Vikings were going to be able to, we're going to try to run the ball. That's who Delvin Cook is. That's who they are as an offense. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a, is a decent quarterback, but he's not a, a quote-unquote franchise guy. You know Cook is their offense, just like Derrick Henry was in Tennessee before he got hurt. So why weren't they already prepared to try and stop them? So that was just frustrating. And, you know, this is three weeks now out of four that they've fallen behind by three scores or more in a game. 27-10, well, 41-3, and then they won, They lost 41-10 to the Vikings. And last night, 29-0 before they, before they woke up. What is the deal with this football team? I, I realize they're young on both offense and defense, especially offense when you, when you talk about the line and the receivers, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth. Yes, they're young, and they have a new coordinator. Uh, and they're you know, you know relatively young on defense. If you're talking about you know Bush and 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 Edmonds and even Minka Fitzpatrick, even though he's a Pro Bowler, they're all young. You know, uh, why are they falling behind each and every week like this? You know, if you're capable of of of, of roaring back late in the game, it would stand to reason that you're capable of of, of starting hot every once in a while, and they have yet to do that this year. Name me one time when they've started hot this year in any game. I can't, I can't think of one. So to me, I think this team, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, but I think this should be Ben Roethlisberger's team over the, over the final month of the year. It should be his offense anyway. Just, you know, if you're Matt Canada, what what leverage do you have at this point? Like I said a few minutes ago, your game plan, your 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 the game plan you're installing every week clearly is not effective. And it seems like you're only effective as an offense when you run it through Roethlisberger, when you let him uh, call the plays or, or or make the adjustments on the fly, um, no huddle, this that and the other. So you might as well just hand the keys over to Big Ben over the final month and see what happens. Because if you can wake this offense up, then that'll go a long way in making this defense more effective. Because this defense, even though it has its moments, it's just getting exposed. You know, Troy Palomalo, of all people, said it years ago. The longer a defense is on the field, uh, the more exposed it is. So I think that's part of the problem. You know, you're 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 obviously 
you're missing personnel and your technique is flawed. And maybe that's because your starters aren't in there and, and backups are backups for a reason. And it's not just because uh, they, you know, they lack talent. They also probably lack, lack technique, but at the same time, your defense is on the field too, too long, especially in the first half, three and out, three and out, three and out, punt, punt, punt. And, you know, a defense can only hold up so long and not that Thursday night's game, uh, not to absolve the defense of what ha- happened on Thursday night, because the defense was bad from the beginning, but just by and large, I think that's part of the problem is the offense has been so bad that the defense just is getting exposed. And, and, and that's why time of possession is so important. And the Steelers are on the losing end of that more often than not look at last week and that, Whenever the the uh, the Ravens, I think they the Ravens almost doubled them. It was like thirty six to twenty three in time of possession. So, well, I ranted on long uh, a long time. I'm really really emotional about the state of the Steelers, and it's not necessarily because I have I'm delusional about well the kind of team they are because I've been realistic about who they are since the spring and they're a seven to 11 win team, depending on how a few things shake out. And, you know, last week, if the Ravens don't connect on that two point conversion, they lose Thursday night. If Pat Fryermuth holds on to the football, I mean, it was a great play by Harrison Smith, the Viking safety, but if he, if he holds on to that catch and they tie the game, who knows, maybe they win that game. So, you know, it's a few plays here and there. And maybe they're a uh, a more I hate to say legit not, not not a legit championship contender, but certainly a legit playoff contender. So that's why it's frustrating for me to watch this unfold. You know, because you look forward to, to watching them for how many months in the off season? You know, from January through August, I guess, till the preseason starts. But really, September when the real season starts. You you wait eight months for it, and it's just, in a lot of ways, this has been one of the most frustrating and just boring Steeler seasons. I mean, last week, it was the day before my uh, the first day at my new job, and I'm, like, reading my uh, my work manual during the beginning of the, of the Ravens game. That's how I'm into it I was because I just was just so turned off by the previous week and by how they've been all year as a team. And, you know, obviously, thank goodness that the Steelers and Ravens are great dance partners because they got me back into that game. But at the beginning of the game, I was all about uh, multitasking while, while, I watched, while I watched the Steelers. So that, that's where I'm at. You would never have seen me do that even a couple of years ago. But anyway, I have a super chat that I have to get to. Hopefully I didn't go too far in my rant. But I thought I saw a super chat up there. Please uh, bear with me while I search that out. Unless they changed their mind and and, uh, got a quick refund. Now it's gone. I don't see it anywhere. Maybe they they got sick of waiting. Like uh, sometimes you get sick of, uh, you you decide you can't wait four minutes to talk to somebody uh, in customer service on the phone. Maybe that's what happened. But anyway... At on that note, at the 1910 mark, 
I will take this time to say goodbye to part one of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. If you're watching me live on YouTube or Facebook, please don't go anywhere. And if you're listening on an audio platform, I thank you for downloading part one. Please hurry back and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack.